Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 63 of the SmackDown Wind Down slash AW Rampage, Lena Rager. I am your host and humble guide, Keela Cash. Thank you so much for joining me as week 157 of Receptopia draws to a close. Happy Saturday morning, afternoon, and evening to you all as another busy week in the worlds of WWE and AEW winds down. And today is a very special day. The anniversary kind of crept up on me, but today marks three years of Receptopia. I did my first ever Raw Verdict three years ago today and it was absolutely nerve-wracking I was a ball of nerves you never know it via all of the edits I did in post-production but I am so glad that you've stuck with me for three years bad technology and all the busted mic from year one the sound quality sucked I apologize forever for that I was on a shoestring budget but you stuck with me through it all and year after year and now this year I've seen year to year to year growth of this podcast best year ever coming up I truly believe that but I thank all of you for your love and support and for the new ones in the last month or so that have dipped into the wrestling and GH bit of it all via the Sprina sessions I really appreciate you guys as well because for those of you that know me from the very beginning I did a trailer three years ago and I was very ambitious about what I wanted to do I wanted to do anime soaps wrestling and I realized I don't have enough hours in the day to cover all of it, but now that I have a little space on the side, I can dedicate it to my other love, which is General Hospital. And it's been so much fun bringing the Sprina Sessions to life over the last month or so. I want to thank everybody that's been on the show so far. The best is yet to come. And that is the freewheeling version of myself that is able to cut loose, have fun, be very ballsy when need be, but also bring it back home for the WWE and AEW talk during the week as well. So it's the best of both worlds as WST takes its true form at long last. And I'm very happy about that. And I'm very happy about today because it is Warrior Rumble Saturday going down live from the Alamo Dome in San Antonio, Texas. The official start to the road to WrestleMania going down in Hollywood, Inglewood to be exact, at SoFi Stadium on Saturday, April 1st and Sunday, April 2nd. And it is going to be a stacked show and we will get some intel on how that card is going to shape up tonight via the winner of the men's and women's Warrior Rumble match. I'll run down the card momentarily, but I do want to give you the best possible information as to what you need to watch from last night's SmackDown and Rampage on TNT. First off, I want you to check out Rey Mysterio versus Karrion Cross. A very good match. Rey Mysterio is still that dude to this very day as he was able to take it to Karrion Cross early on with her Karana posting him into the ring post as well before delivering a Sunset Flip Powerbomb against the Barricade as we go to commercial break. We come back and Karrion Cross is going to slow down the pace and he's going to rock Ray with a couple of clotheslines until Ray recovers and lands the 619 on Karrion Cross. Despite a slight distraction from Scarlet, Ray goes up top, goes for a splash, hits it perfectly for a very close near fall. Karrion Cross gets back up and lands a nice Northern Light suplex, goes for a float over locomotive like Matt Jackson from the Young Bucks, but Ray counters that with with a crucifix pin for the one, two, three. A very surprising outcome, but very happy for Ray as he is gaining a little bit of momentum heading into tonight's Warrior Rumble match. And Karrion Cross was steamed at the outcome, but he'll also be in the Rumble match tonight. And we'll see how he fares against 29 other men. So very hot way to kick off SmackDown going down live from Laredo, Texas. And I want to go to the very tippy top of SmackDown last night because Sami Zayn, who's supposed to be out of sight, out of mind, into tonight's Warrior Rumble, he appears in the parking lot and he sneaks up on Jay and says, Jay, I want to thank you for having my back on Monday during the trial. And he owes Jay a solid. And Jay says, it's all good. You need to get out of here before you get caught. And Sammy scurries off into that good night or so we thought, but I loved it. Sammy got a huge pop. 
even though he was outside in the parking lot. But things would take a turn during the main event involving Kevin Owens versus Solo Sokoa, which I'll get to shortly. Next up was that customary segment involving people grabbing a microphone and saying, I'm going to win the Warrior Rumble. We had Austin Theory, The New Day, The Miz, Bobby Lashley come out, and then Brock Lesnar comes out. Bobby is whooping ass accordingly, wiping out the New Day and Austin Theory. The Miz takes a hit as well. And then Brock Lesnar jumps over the barricade and he hits Bobby Lashley with an F5. He grabs a mic and he tells Bobby, I will see you at the Royal Rumble. He puts on his cowboy hat, walks away. He's so over and I love Cowboy Brock. A year later, it just hits differently, and he is the best in this role right now. And Bobby Lashley is steaming hot after getting laid out twice in a four-day span by the beast, Brock Lesnar. I will say for The Miz, he did not take that flatliner well, but I digress on all of that. Otherwise, Bobby was a beast, beating down everybody until Brock came out there to crash the party in the best possible way. As we move on to Lacey Evans and her... 15th reinvention on the main roster. Am I exaggerating a bit? Maybe, but I'm over Lacey Evans. This experiment has gone on long enough. I only cared about Lacey when she was the fighting mom, defending her daughter against Sasha Banks and Bailey a few years ago on SmackDown. Outside of that, she's just a weak character. Entering work is subpar. And last night she had a match against Jasmine Allure. It went a couple of minutes. The sole of her boot fell off and that sucked for her, but she hits a woman's right. And she is going to submit Allure with the Cobra Clutch. And I'm just not, feeling it. I've tried for many years now with Lacey Evans and I do not care. She cuts a promo and it gets little to no heat about how she's going to win the Royal Rumble. I just don't care. I'm at Dolph Ziggler levels of I don't give a fuck about Lacey Evans. And when I reach that level, there is no hope for you as someone I can believe in or emotionally care about. I'm tapped out on Lacey Evans and I've tried time and time again, but I'm at Dolph Ziggler levels of I don't give a fuck about this character anymore with all due respect. Next up was supposed to be Drew McIntyre and Sheamus versus Hit Rose, Ashanti the Adonis and Top Dollar, but... The Viking Raiders attack Drew and Sheamus from behind, beat their asses. We have Eric delivering knee strikes to Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. Ivar hits running splashes on both men against the barricade, and they're down and out. But we come back from a commercial break, and Drew McIntyre and Sheamus are actually going to chase after the Viking Raiders, and they're like, well, we don't care about these tag team titles. We forfeit our spot. Hero thinks they're going to get a bye, but Adam Pearce says, nope. Instead, you will face the replacement team of Ricochet and Braun Strowman. And Ray Barris like, this isn't fair. And Michael Cole on a live mic says, stop being logical. Let's just have fun. And for that, I kind of respect him for keeping it real in that moment. The match was all right. Ricochet was surprisingly the babyface in peril for a portion of this match as Hit Row ambushed him. B-Fab got a shot in as well, but eventually Braun Strowman is going to make the hot tag. He's going to run wild on hit row with clotheslines galore until he is going to grab Ashanti. And in doing so, Ricochet's going to sail over Braun Strowman and wipe up Top Dollar with a dive, which allows Strowman to powerbomb Ashanti the Adonis for the win to advance to the finals of the SmackDown Tag Team Championship Tournament to be crowned number one contenders for the titles at a date to be determined. I kind of dig the tag team of Ricochet and Braun Strowman. It's kind of growing out of the roots of Strowman's dumbass comment about flippy floppers a few months ago, and he's paid for it via this partnership with Ricochet, but they work well together. And for that, I am thankful Then we have the troll job of the night. We think we're going to get old school Bray Wyatt from the swamp from 10 years ago. And we get the fireflies out, the old school theme song. And at first you think it's Bray with the hat and the Hawaiian shirt. But then you notice something. 
there's a small ass lantern this dude is holding in his hand and it is actually LA Knight being a troll and the Laredo crowd is kind of rocking with him doing the yeah chant and he basically says he is ready for Bray Wyatt tomorrow night at the Warrior Rumble by delivering the troll jobs to end all troll jobs in the best possible way. So LA Knight is going to say that Bray Wyatt should listen very closely to the advice Undertaker gave him ahead of their pitch black match at the Rumble. He's going to lose. And then Wyatt appears on the main stage sitting in the rocking chair. And he tells LA Knight that he knows Knight likes to make jokes. But on the inside, he's not smiling. Wyatt tells him to keep joking. But when the lights were out, Knight would see everything. And then we have Uncle Howdy standing somewhere in a skybox getting his life. Who is Uncle Howdy? I don't know. Bray Wyatt says he's Uncle Howdy. I don't know if he's telling the truth. Maybe Alexa Bliss is Uncle Howdy. I don't know shit about Uncle Howdy, but I want this guy to reveal himself very, very soon. Preferably tonight at the Royal Rumble, but as always, we shall see. Next up is Imperium's Ludwig Kaiser and Giovanni Vinci versus Legato de Fantasmas, Joaquin Wow, and Cruz del Toro in a semifinals match in the SmackDown Tag Team Tournament. And I thought this match was really good. By far the best match on the show with a conclusive finish, which I appreciate. And this is a rare heel versus heel matchup. The fans can be cold for, but Legato de Fantasma is so good as a tag team that they won over the Laredo crowd, which isn't easy to do, but they did so in the best possible way. As Uber Kaiser was working over Joaquin Wilde's arm, Joaquin is going to mess up an arm drag escape, but he comes through nonetheless with the dive on the outside. And from there, we come back from commercial break, and Kaiser is going to catch Wilde with a suplex. Imperium cuts Wilde off from his corner. Wilde fights back with the DDT. Detour gets a hot tag, and he goes Wilde on the heels. We got a double dive spot on Imperium by Legato. And from there, Cruiser Turbo is going to leap up and deliver a Hurricanrana off the top rope to Ludwig in a very fun spot, followed by a splash for a very close near fall. Kaiser breaks up the pin attempt. Kaiser takes out Del Toro. And from there, Vinci is going to deliver an avalanche falcon arrow off the top rope to Joaquin Wilde. He comes down hard on his knee. Could be a cell job. Could be a legit injury. I don't know for sure. But he makes a high tag to Ludwig Kaiser. And they hit the European bomb on Wilde to advance to the finals of the SmackDown Tag Team Tournament. And they will face the team of Braun Strowman and Ricochet next week. That could be a sneaky good match and have money on Strowman and Ricochet winning the whole caboodle to face the Usos at a date to be determined. Imperium would be the sexy matchup, but now is not the time because I see so much money in Imperium versus the Bloodline sometime very, very soon. And now it is time for our main event featuring Kevin Owens versus Solo Sokoa. This was a heated match. It was extremely physical. Both men trading shots early on. Then they were bouncing off the ropes, shoulder blocking each other. And so Kevin knocks Solo down and hits a set on, but Solo's going to regain control by sending Owens into the barricade as we go to commercial break. We come back and Solo misses a splash in the corner. Owens fights back with an inverted atomic drop and a clothesline. It's a DDT for a near fall. Owens climbs on the top rope, but Solo cuts him off. Solo goes for a superplex, but Kevin is going to reverse that and it's a frog splash for a close two count. Owens rocks Solo with a super kick but solo fights back with super kick of his own followed by a pop-up Samoan drop for a near fall solo misses a splash in the corner Owens lands a super kick and a cannonball to regain control lands a set on off the top rope and as he goes for the cover Sami Zayn is going to pull solo to safety and with that Kevin Owens is going to snap and he's going to go after Solo. He is going to be down Solo in front of Sami Zayn. At one point, Solo is going to accidentally super kick Sami. And from there, Sami is just watching all of the madness unfold. 
Kevin Owens avoids a splash on the announce table by Solo and he's going to deliver a pop of power bomb to Solo on the announce table. It does not break. He grabs a steel chair. He taunts Sammy as he sends Solo over the barricade. And it should be noted that the Usos were told to leave the building and Broman Reigns was not even in the state of Texas last night. He was doing promotional work for the Warrior Bumble in New York for the Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon. So he was nowhere to be seen on this show. And Sami Zayn was basically told to stand down by Kevin Owens. And the show ends with Kevin saying, I am that guy that's going to beat Roman Reigns for the Undisputed Universal Championship tonight at the Warrior Rumble. Sammy looked a little perturbed at ringside because honestly speaking, he wasn't supposed to be there. He was told by Roman to avoid all bloodline contact until tonight. And we'll see what the final test is going to be for Sammy to really earn his stripes as a member of the bloodline. And it might be being told to take out his former best friend, Kevin Owens. Will he do so when the time calls for it? I do not know, but it is going to be a very heated, undisputed Universal Championship match between Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns later tonight. The Alamo Dome is going to be rocking, and Sami Zayn will be one of the most over people in the building, depending what he's going to do in the clutch. And with that, this wraps up a pretty solid SmackDown nice go-home show for the Warrior Rumble. We got the Rumble by the Numbers video, which always provides nice hype the night before the PLE. Cody Rhodes is back. Brock Lesnar's in the Rumble. Who else could be appearing? I don't know. The Women's Warrior Rumble is a mystery. I do love good surprises. Hopefully there's going to be a night of memorable surprises because last year we got half the field announced. It takes away some of the ooh and ahs of the moment, but I'm hoping that the Rumbles are booked better than what we got last year, which was a hot-ass mess. It was so messy that the WrestleMania sign caught fire multiple times. So hopefully we can break the jinx and the curse in the Alamo Dome and have a damn good time as we kick off the road to WrestleMania. And I briefly want to get into last night rampage going down taped from the Roop Arena in Lexington, Kentucky. And this show is booked in by two strong matches. First up was Hangman Adam Page versus Willie Yuta from the Blackpool Combat Club. And this match was great. Willie Yuta came in hot, drop kick. He was taking it to Hangman Page, locks in an Indian Deathlock at one point, going for a bridge. Page fights out of that, and this match just turns on several levels. The physicality, the technique, Willa Yuta firing off chops at Hangman Page. Page returning the favor at one point. Page is going to go for a follow-away slam, followed by a springboard lariat that sends Yuta on the outside. Page goes for a plancha, goes for another one, but Yuta is going to land a plancha on his own at the outside. And there are more chops between Page and Yuta. From there, Paige is going to hit a pop-up powerbomb on the ring apron to Willie Yuta at one point back in the ring. Paige drops Yuta with a pop-up like a bomb as well. As we go to a picture-in-picture commercial break, we come back and Paige is working over Willie Yuta with a waist lock on the mat to slow down the pace a bit. Yuta lands a Manhattan drop in an enziguri that comes off the top rope for a flying forearm before landing the bulldog for a near fall. But Paige fights back with a nice second rope avalanche Death Valley driver for a very close near fall. Goes for a couple of German suplexes until Willie Yuta delivers a trio of his own. From there, both men are on the ring apron and Yuta German suplexes Paige on the ring apron, which happens to be the hardest part of the ring and delivers an inside out German on the floor as well that rocks both men as both guys find their way back in the ring with Yuta 
landing a crossbody on the outside to Paige. Once again, back in the ring, Yuta goes for another dive, but Paige gets his knees up at the last possible moment and floors Yuta with a clothesline. Paige goes to the buckshot lariat, but Yuta counters that into an angle slam. Yuta comes off the top rope and hits a splash for a very close near fall. Yuta goes for those hammer and elbow elbows on Paige. Paige cuts him off by delivering a rolling elbow. At this point, Willie Yuta is going to channel his inner John Mox, and he's going to bite the forehead of Hangman Page. And Paige is going to eventually get in position to land the buckshot lariat on Rilla Yuta. But that is not all because he wants to send a message to John Mox, the head of their trilogy, this Wednesday on Dynamite from Dayton, Ohio. And it's going to be the Death Rider on Yuta by Paige for the win. Decisive, symbolic, and very declarative victory by Paige. It was a really good match. Loved it. Yuta's great. Page is outstanding, and this was a fantastic way to kick off AEW Rampage on TNT. From there, we had best friends Chuck Taylor, Danhausen, and Trimperetta versus the team of Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, and Sadnam Singh. And I'm going to be real. The match was kind of there. It was good for what it was. It was a larger story of Danhausen trying to deliver shots to a very tall Setnam Singh. And it's all about Jeff Jarrett using the alleged stolen Golden Globe Award as a way to help Setnam Singh by knocking out Danhausen with that trophy. And Setnam Singh puts his boot on Danhausen for the win. So no curse on Setnam Singh as Jeff Jarrett and company stands tall for a change. This match was all right. Orange Cassie's talents are better used elsewhere in the present moment, but I digress on all of that. As we move on to Powerhouse Hobbs being dominant per the usual, wiping out Tony Mudd in under 90 seconds by tossing him around like a rag doll, landing a clothesline on an avalanche in the corner. Then he horses up Mudd and hits a burning hammer for the one, two, three. It was a nice showcase match for Powerhouse Hobbs, but I think about the fact this guy was vying for the TNT championship not that long ago and now he's in warm-up matches on Rampage this guy needs to be built back up as a monster heel he's so good and he deserves a fair shake with good booking to boot here's hoping we get that down the road on Dynamite preferably and now it is time for our main event featuring Jamie Hayter the AEW Women's World Champion versus Amy Sakura and I thought this match was absolutely amazing two ladies went out there and they beat the hell out of each other they chopped the shit out of each other until their chests were beat red from the pain and sting of it all and emmy sakura just ups the ante by whipping hater back and forth between the edge of the ring apron and the barricade it's inflicting more pain before going for more chops as well back in the ring sakura tosses hater by her hair and then chops and slaps her some more sakura lands a cross body in the corner on hater hater is going to get back on her feet and lands a forearm strikes to Sakura, but Sakura is going to lock in the Romero special on Jamie Hayter, then aggressively drops her on the mat. And it's just a physical, bruising battle. We get more chops from Hayter, and Sakura responds with one shot that takes Hayter down for a bit. Hayter lands some exploded suplexes, and both women are down and out. Their chests are just going through the most, and I am loving it. At one point, Amy Sakura is going to deliver that delayed double underhook backbreaker for a very close near fall hater goes for a sliding lariat but sakura counters with a crucifix for a very close near fall hater recovers on a sliding lariat on the second attempt for another close two count hater pulls sakura off the top rope lands a cutter and she misses a moonsault sakura goes for a moonsault of her own for a near fall we get more slaps 
and we get more strikes and both ladies as Hater is going to wipe out Sakura with a lariat. Hater goes for the whipcord lariat, but Sakura is going to kind of with a backdrop driver. Hater comes back and hits Sakura with another lariat, followed by the whipcord lariat for the win. And I thought this match was just beautiful and violent to watch. Emi Sakura was great. This was by far her best performance on AEW television. Jamie Hayter, I will say this on a live mic and I'll stand by it. She will probably go down as my second favorite AEW Women's World Champion of all time, right behind my OG, Akar Rashida, who carried during the pandemic. Jamie Hayter is just that bitch. Point blank, period. Star presence for days, a great wrestler, charisma, oozing out of her, good talker, stunning, everything. She is the complete package and the fans sincerely love her. You see haterade signs in the crowd. She is over and that championship is more over because of her as well. And I love that for her. So really strong way to end a good rampage. As the show is lean a bit more into star power, which is necessary to make this show somewhat relevant on Friday nights. And before I put a bow on this show, as we celebrate three years of Receptopia, I got to preview tonight's Warrior Rumble pay-per-view going down live from the Alamo Dome in San Antonio, Texas. I want to run down the card as it stands right now, as we have Alexa Bliss versus Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Championship. We have Bray Wyatt versus LA Knight in that pitch black match going down under the lights, sponsored by Mountain Dew, followed by Roman Reigns defending the Universal Championship against Kevin Owens. And of course, we have the two Warrior Rumble matches for the ladies. We got Liv Morgan, Candice LeRae, Rhea Ripley, Raquel Rodriguez, Shayna Baszler, Selena Vega, Emma Bailey, Dakota Kai, Il Sky, Lacey Evans, Zia Lee. That is 12 out of 13 possible entrants as of today. As for the Men's Warrior Rumble, we have Kofi Kingston, Santos Escobar, Ricochet, Austin Theory, Seth Rollins, Bobby Lashley, Baron Corbin, Rey Mysterio, Gunther, Cody Rhodes, Omos, Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, Braun Strowman, Karrion Cross. Dominic Mysterio, Xavier Woods, The Miz, and Brock Lesnar. 19 out of 30 participants have been announced. 11 slots to be filled. I expect surprises, but as always, we shall see as the road to WrestleMania begins again. And with that, this wraps up episode number 63 of the SmackDown Wind Down slash AW Rampage Late Night Rager. I hope you enjoyed it as always. You can follow me on social media at Lady Wrestling X on Twitter and our Instagram at Receptopia. They can find me tweeting and gramming about these podcast shows that drop on the semi-daily recapping Monday Night Raw. NXT, AEW Dynamite, Friday Night SmackDown on Fox, and AEW Rampage on TNT, alongside the Spinner Sessions, which drops every Monday morning right here on WST as well. You know what to do, such Recipetopia, and follow me on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, Google Podcasts, Buzzsprout, iHeartRadio, Stitcher Radio, Tune in for Amazon Alexa and Spotify. I'll be back Monday morning with episode number nine, the Sprina Sessions, recapping all things Spencer and Trina from GH. And for my wrestling lovers out there, I will also be back Tuesday morning recapping the fallout of the Royal Rumble via episode number 157 of the Raw Verdict. Until then, enjoy your Saturday and your Sunday. Stay safe out there and don't forget to wash those hands. See you later, boys and girls. Take care. Thank you.